0: This is The Jerry Callahan Show. All
1: right, to uh, quickly recap, uh, yesterday's Ritzer race, the 5K in Andover Mass that we all attended, we were on Team Minahan, um, uh, which was a pretty good-sized team. Uh, I'd say half of them probably couldn't walk to the uh, refrigerator, you know, to, to, to make a sandwich without getting gassed. But they made it for the most part. They made it. They walked the hills and threw up in the bushes but they made the 5k uh including matt carano by the way struggled but he, he did he struggle finished, did struggle yes got, got we,
0: passed by a speeding callahan up a we, big hill we, we my son and i passed
1: you and i thought you might you know get, get loose and start uh going hard and pass us i kept waiting for you to come up and uh say hello but you never did I so. didn't I,
0: uh, I thought that was gonna happen too I was like okay I'm gonna catch this guy on the downhill and no such like you crushed me by like seven minutes
1: but you're right uh, which is not good I mean not good not I'm good old. at all I'm I agree old. I agree and and my son who doesn't even run beat me on a on a, on a torn ACL and you know a half hour later you come cross in the finish line but you didn't walk <laughs> right you ran the whole oh, time no, I ran
0: the whole time yeah and you didn't throw up and no it was off fine and, yeah i knew i would make see that it. i knew i would make it i i really did think my time was going to be better than i I ended at 34 uh, or it's like 34 and a half I, you know i've been running i've been running about 30 30 mm, minutes uh, for uh for a three mile so i you're, thought you're, i would you're hit you're
1: that you're young you're too young for 34 I agree. i'm sorry. you got to do better and it's a great uh, course because you get all the hills over with oh, at the beginning. and uh, i know you weren't expecting so many hills and I know a lot of people do it's funny because people get in the uh they get the at the starting line, you start by the, the speed you think you're gonna go. Like we started like at nine minutes a mile. And there are people up there at eight or nine minutes a mile and then they hit the because they don't know when they're you know and they hit the hill and they suddenly start, you know, getting dizzy and you know, throwing up on their shoes and they don't know. Uh, they're not used to it they're not used to it they don't I, know how hard it can be if you push it a little too hard
0: i thought it was strategic on your part to not tell me that we were going to run uphill for a half mile to begin the race i thought you were doing that to sabotage my time yes
1: yes well i i, I think it's better to do it at the beginning than at the end this uh, finishing up uphill is tough this is a great race because first mile and a half you hit a lot of hills but then it's downhill or it's flat and you cruise and finish it was a perfect day huge turnout Raised a lot of money and then did a uh, a show, a live show, and Minahan's always telling me how much money he makes off these live shows, so I was expecting you know a check a cut but, of it, uh, yeah, it was, of course It was a free live show, and it was fun. We had a good time. Um, the host was kind of weak. I mean, he didn't bring much to the table. It's, he just kind of mailed it in uh but but we had some laughs, and uh, we're going to do it again at least until Kirk threatens to kill my whole family again, which will probably be soon, so if he doesn't do that. He's going to join us on this show one of these days and answer some of the tough questions that he was avoiding yesterday. But uh, but it was and it, it, it was a good time. We had some laughs. We did. It was good. It was good to see everybody. You know, lots of lots of pe- everyone wearing pink. By the way, we all had our pink shirts on, which is kind of cool. There's three thousand people at the starting line, almost all in pink. But uh, what did you think? Do you think it went well?
0: I thought so, but uh, so you know, I i'm probably surprising you this but bringing it up this morning i saw kirk tweet out that the race was good but he thought that the show was joyless did you you yeah. didn't experience that the same way
1: well i thought again the host was weak he didn't bring much table i had to carry the show and uh you know the crowd did as well and and cullinane and i i i, mean, I guess kirk's on a diet now he's losing all this way i think he's weak i think he's he's you know gaunt he's he's not full of doesn't have a lot of energy so i did my best to carry them like you know like old times that's why i felt like like old times i carried them we told some stories we we mocked and ridiculed um, weei for their latest ratings that's which true. are lower than whale excrement they're absolutely dreadful and i don't know uh, obviously we never were in that situation when we were there together but if we were even close to that, uh, Minahan and I would both lose our minds. I said that to him, I said, we'd both be walking down the railroad tracks if we got numbers like that. But apparently, I say this all the time, Kirk says it all the time, when, uh, when they sat us down and uh, dressed us down, we had this you know, vice president of whatever come in yeah. and say, we don't care about ratings, we want to stay out of trouble. And we laughed, I was shocked. They said, wait a second, you just said you don't care about ratings? And he said, yes. And I thought he was lying. I thought he was just trying to you know, put a little scare into us. But they were telling the truth, man. They don't care about ratings. Now they have no ratings and no trouble. And apparently that was the goal. This was a rare, honest moment from an uh, uh, Intercom executive who was the biggest liar in the company. But not on this day, man, not on this day. He if, was telling the truth.
0: And the thing, the crazy thing is you're in broadcast. The whole idea of broadcast is to get people to talk. It's like to say something and have people listening to you and react. If you're not going to have people listen to you and communicate and react, then there's no point in being in broadcast in the first place. Well, Why? I guess, they,
1: you know, they were sick of whatever, the globe, you know, coming after them. They were sick of the activists coming after them. They just wanted to lay low, get, you know, get, get rid of those people. The, unfortunately for them, the listeners went with them as we pointed out and pointed out yesterday on, uh, Kirk show. Uh, he, he had the ratings. He showed them to me, but, uh, the morning show lost by 15 share points, which five is,
0: times is what it was five times
1: mind boggling. 15, you know, rarely do you see anyone who even gets a 15 share, but, uh, toucher rich got an 18 and, uh, the, uh, the uh, ei morning show the chris curtis show like three three three, or
0: four or yeah it's crazy three
1: point that's something times, it, it's uh worse than they ever could have imagined morale must just be brutal right now i actually feel bad for some of the people over there good people but uh they've given up it is just over and they are not even trying anymore and they're staying out of trouble that's the good news carano they're staying out of trouble and i have no doubt you know if you know we were still there the the numbers would be better but they would be some trouble and some friction and the Red Sox wouldn't be happy. And the governor wouldn't be happy. And they'd be getting uh, calls from angry activists and they wanted that to go away. And it did. So they got what they were looking for. They got what they were, uh, uh they got what they wanted and, uh, good for them. It's just, uh, kind of sad. The demise of a once dominant station. That was one of the things we talked about. Apparently uh, Kirk who brought up, you know, all the topics it's again, it's his show was not happy that uh, we just went over rehashed old stories. Unfortunately, that's what he likes to do. We do it all the time. He loves those stories. He loves the Dino stories. Dean uh, Kirk is just uh, fascinated with them. So we, you know, told the stories again and had a few laughs. I didn't know what else we were supposed to do. We recapped the, the race. And by the way, the biggest star was not uh Kirk or me or you or anyone. The biggest star of the day was bugged the chug. I've got to uh, uh, introduce uh, my daughter's dog, Bug Bug the Chug.
2: It Must be seven times if I've seen this dog. I've uh, seen the fucking dog. I don't care. It's just over there. I just a minute saw ago. it. I don't care. Well, you maybe know, I these don't care. people do. This Nobody here cares amazing. about that dog. I, I, what does it do? Like I was saying, Jackson I told does it fly you. around? It, does it
1: speak? Does it speak French? It's, it's a five-year-old Chug. And, and Kirk doesn't care about dogs. He's one of those people, you know, like like serial killers. They never kill, care about dogs. They 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 have no compassion and no. Uh, love for uh, uh, animals unless they're, you know, killing them. They have no interest in, in dogs and that, and Kirk's like that. He doesn't even like his own dog, but I like love this dog that my daughter recently adopted. It's a five-year-old chug who is blind and has a limp. And so she brought him to the doctor. As I told the story on, uh, on Sunday yesterday, uh, to find out what was wrong with his leg, got x-rays he has a bullet in his leg. He's a 12 pound little adorable puppy. Doesn't even bark. And, uh, someone shot him. And that's apparently a common thing I've been learning down South that, uh, you know, hunters are rednecks out with their 22s, you know, shooting beer cans. They see an animal. They don't care if it's a dog or a cat or a possum or a squirrel and they shoot them. And, uh, they shot this little dog and didn't kill him. Just, you so wrecked his like, arm.
0: where so, where'd your daughter fi- find find uh, bug the chug? by the way, is there like some sort of website you go to? Like how do you how do yeah, you there's do lots this? of? them? There's a lot,
1: I mean, my wife works for uh, uh, volunteers at one place up here in New England. She yeah. got she got the mini hands there dog uh, at this uh, Clyde great dog rescue New England. She got Clyde and a bunch of other neighbors and friends she's uh, found dogs for. But my daughter's down in Virginia. She found him in Richmond. They bring them up from Tennessee or other places, you know, Mississippi, down south where stray dogs or, you know, uh, wild dogs are roaming free. That's what they do. The, the group my wife works for brings up a Winnebago full of dogs once a week uh, oh, in, wow. in crates, obviously, but the guy drives down once a week, drives back with a bunch of dogs and then they, you know, put it out obviously on the website. Sometimes they have these live events where you can go meet the dogs, but they're all mutts. They're all from Tennessee. It's what you know. What's what good people do. You don't go to a pet store or a breeder. You go to a a place like this Great Dog Rescue or whatever. They would uh, same thing down in Virginia, and you adopt a dog who desperately needs you. And my theory is always, they can feel it. They have good instincts. Like this dog, Bug the Chug, knows my daughter saved him from a miserable life, probably certain death. I don't think they, uh, you know, keep one leg uh oh, keep limping no blind
0: shot blind dogs that goes <laughs> that goes right, that goes right be, in the gas chamber right you know when they're
1: <laughs> when they're cleaning house so if you don't adopt him he's gone and i think the same thing about clyde you know Minahan's dog or any number of dogs that my wife has found for people they get gassed you know because that's what they do with stray dogs if they don't get adopted so you have to go to a, a rescue place a great dog rescue or whatever the equivalent in your area if you want a dog and you have to get a mutt or a chug which is a mutt it is a is a pug chihuahua if you haven't figured it out yet but uh wouldn't but, you say but well, the chug was the star of the show well
0: i don't know but it's so i'm still i'm still on this thing like so did did your daughter know that must have known that that bug was blind and and limping like when she when she got him right knew
1: he was blind and limping but didn't know he had a bullet in him and uh, the, I believe me when she told me she was thinking about adopting him, I said you want a blind dog that, that's dog. tough." yeah and then I, I thought about it some more and I I'm very proud of her I think I that's, that is an admirable thing that you've a choice of a dog healthy young puppy it's also five years old it's not i know not a young a young lad um, yeah or you get this dog that's clearly limping and uh clearly blind he's fine when he's in her apartment he knows where everything is but then you move him around take him up here put him in our place and he starts walking into walls (laughs) (laughs) and but he's so you know small and he doesn't really slam into them he just keeps keep bumping in keeps going on and happy as could be doesn't bark doesn't cry awesome little dog she did the race with him in a in a
0: yeah, like a, a baby a satchel. satchel. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. carried him in the, It was gonna push him in the stroller, but she carried him just in this bag, and he was great. Had a good time. Everyone
0: yeah. enjoyed it. Is that how she normally carries him. him around, or does he actually walk? Does he like? Is he on a leash? He walks. He walks, he he walks
1: slow, as you know, <laughs> and he limps. You know, it's oh. hot, it's not, not easy to walk him because you got to really go slow. <laughs> he's slow and he's limping, and they don't have. And they can't take the bullet out. You either take the leg off oh, or you just on. live with it.
0: Wait, you have to. Why can't they? What they won't. Why? Is it so embedded? And apparently, there's
1: all kinds of, uh, you know, whatever, tendons around it that you
0: oh.
1: uh, would damage. So they either said the bullet stays in or the dog uh, goes through life with three legs. And the vets think nothing of that. They say, oh, plenty of dogs have free legs. They're happy. They don't even know it. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'd rather have them limp with the bullet than, than have free legs. And by the way, uh-huh. to remove a leg... No, to remove a leg is like five grand. So Jesus. <laughs> I say he lives with the bullet and probably won't live that long anyway. Right? He's blind. He's one legged. He's I don't know. Maybe lot. he
0: can't be killed. Maybe, maybe. That,
1: that's true. I says uh, a, a one friend of mine said that is a badass little dog. You know? I mean, he's tiny. He got a bullet in him and he just keeps going. He doesn't uh, didn't slow well slowed him down a little, but certainly did not kill him which is amazing. So you're right. He's a tough little guy. Maybe he will, but you know he, he's great. He's a great little dog. And, uh, he was kind of, you know, he met lots of people yesterday and had a good time, but you did, right. We, had, I mean, it was perfect weather. It was a great turnout. I thought we had a pretty good time. Um, you know, obviously Minahan didn't really bring it. He was relying on me a lot and, and you know, the crowd, but we got through the, uh, we got through the show, which is what one of three he does a week. I mean, what a grind! What a grind! <laughs> Four this week he's doing. Four, right? Oh yeah, that's right. He said he was doing an extra show for some reason because he wanted to talk baseball with Jared Carabas. That's what he said, right? He wanted I to think so. Break yes. down the playoffs and the pitching matchups, and I'm excited to hear that it's going to be good. But uh,
0: no, I heard I heard people laughing. I was in the crowd too. Things, I mean, I thought it was I thought it was upbeat and funny, and I, I, I obviously I can't tell how Kirk was experiencing it when he was on stage, but at least. The crowd seemed to be uh, seem to be laughing and enjoying it. I mean, there's some definite awkward stuff too when you were bringing up past stuff. I think, but the, but I, that's kind of normal, par for the course. Uh, there's always going to be some uncomfortable radio when you guys are together. If uh, well, that's what I
1: mean. To be honest with you, we uh, we both uh, we both you know laugh. We have a good time when we talk about the old days because they were crazier than people. I mean, he says this all the time. Lots of crazy people in radio. We yeah. pointed this yesterday, especially morning people. Obviously, you know, Kirk's on that list. And so are many others who've, uh, you know, been through, I I used to talk to Charles Laquadera occasionally about this, but I'm a stern and all these morning guys lose their minds after years of sleep deprivation. As I explained yesterday, nobody's in Dino's league, Dino. And, uh, you know, we've told some stories we can't tell, uh, because they're so nuts, but he was just, it was never a dull moment. And, even Kirk admits, and I admit he was fun. You know, he, he laughed, he had energy. You never had to worry about the level of energy. There's nothing worse worse than when you're on a morning show or any radio show and it just feels flat and it feels like nobody has any energy. Yeah. Or when you, when you say something funny or remotely funny, just, just mildly funny, and you look, and I've, I've said this about Turtle Boy, who, by the way, Turtle, you want to talk about a uh, guy with some, some wheels? Turtle Boy almost broke 20 minutes. Turtle Boy yeah. can fly.
0: Well, I mean, he was 22 something. Yeah. It, 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 was, it was pretty good. Oh, I thought
1: it was 20 something.
0: No, he was, was 20- 22? Yeah. Yeah. But that's still good. That's he still was,
1: good. Still good. Was he the fat? He must have been the fastest on Team Minahan, wasn't he?
0: Oh, I think so. Yeah. Because Kirk was 24 something. He runs all the time. So, yeah, he probably was. Yeah. I can't uh, imagine anybody. Turtle I saw Boy is the crowd. A beast. Uh, I
1: know he's a, a track guy, a track coach, but he is a beast out there. He said he. Uh, and he was running sprints to get ready, like to get a sweat going before the race. So he took it very seriously, and he came up big, man. He just he just blew everyone away. Someone and in the uh, chat
0: is saying uh, twenty fifty four. I thought he said twenty two. I was talking to him. I thought he said twenty two. Twenty fifty four. Maybe, maybe I'm pretty
1: freaking good. And that is, uh, I mean, that's that a good. runner. That is a serious runner. I bet you he finished pretty high. Like we can check the results. I think they're posted. I bet yeah. you in his weight, in his uh, age group, or whatever. I bet you he was among the uh, elite. Uh, but that's Turtle Boy's problem. And I've said that before. Is he doesn't doesn't always laugh. You know, he says something. And if, if he were in radio, like morning radio daily, you'd, you'd say, okay, you know, I know you're whatever. You're a great reporter. And, you know, you're, you're smart. You got a good, you know, you got lots of, but you got to laugh. You know, you got to sell the joke. <laughs> I do. Yeah. And Dino was the best at that. Selling the joke, laughing, you know, bringing the, and when you laugh, the level of energy goes up. Plus we'd have, Wild fights all the time. I say that all, all the time. That you know Kirk and I used to have wild fights on the air, but we never had him off the air. With Dino.
0: You would fight with Dennis afterwards? Yeah.
1: Toward the end, yes. It was it was tense and it was all Kirk's fault. But uh, Dino was uh, not happy uh toward the end, uh didn't like whatever the direction of the show and he just kind of one day they called us in the office and said, uh um, John quit. <laughs> he's he's all done. We were like Well you said Kirk that yes, literally right? walked out of the meeting.
0: Were you weren't you on air it's with him it. is that what happened you were on air and then afterwards he quit is that
1: yeah. no uh yes well i did a show with him down in connecticut yeah, this yeah. golf tournament we had a blast he was funny and we, we had this kind of wacky show kirk wasn't there he was in ireland as we talked about yesterday but then next day they called us in the meeting uh, uh maybe it was two days and called us in this uh, conference room and said and everyone was there i think the ceo was actually there and said John just uh, quit. We said, "What?" We couldn't believe it. They, we walked out of that uh, uh, that meeting, and we were shocked. We said, "Really?" Because he was making a lot of money, and you know, he was. Some days were better than others, but uh, you know, he was again full of energy. He's not the type to just sit and do nothing. And I'm not sure what he does now, but he still must have a lot of pent up energy, and a lot of frustration, a lot of opinions that he cannot share because. Every time he gets back on Twitter, they ban him <laughs> two days later. So he doesn't even have that outlet. But anyway, it you was do a good podcast.
0: You said LaBelle was uh, doing a podcast. I checked it out. It looks like he's doing a pot podcast, which seemed weird for him. Oh, yeah, he
1: has a pot. Yeah, LaBelle's a, <laughs> Bob Labelle's a big uh, medical marijuana, or I don't know if it has to be medical anymore. Big marijuana a, uh, advocate because yeah. he's got a lot of pain. He's got a lot of surgeries. He's got a lot of issues. I feel awful for him. He's a great guy. But he does a podcast also with Mike Lynch. That's the kind of thing I thought Dino would keep his hand in, and he hasn't really, which is amazing. But good for him. I hope he's uh, hope he's hitting him straight because uh, you know he's he's retired, man. He's not doing uh, any. He's not doesn't have an outlet for his opinions, which is remarkable because he had a lot of them. And uh, we agreed on most things like politically, but we still managed to fight about. We still managed to find things to fight about. And that's part of the job. We used to sit there at break Minahan would be would do this all the time. Feel a little lull in the show, a little bored and you'd say, we got to fight about something, you know. Yeah. Come up with some issue, you'd have a fight, boom the lines light up, everybody gets into it. It just creates energy. That's that's what it does. And you have shows now where they don't want to fight because they think that's, you know, the what the boss doesn't the boss doesn't want fights. Doesn't want disagreement, doesn't want negativity. So they have no fights and no tension, but they also have no energy. That's the problem. If I were program director, I, I never would be, I would be in there saying, you guys got to mix it up. I mean, that's how it works in good talk radio. You mix it up, the fans, the listeners, one they take one side or the other, they call in, they get on you, you fight with them, you fight with each other. And, and people who say they don't like that are liars. Totally if lying. they don't like that, they'd be, they'd be listening to NPR. They don't like that. They want you to mix it up. That's why the shows. That's why we used to get uh, great numbers. Glenn Ordway, and on the big show, they'd be fighting every day. Sometimes it'd it'd be coherent. Other times it wouldn't be. He would have unbelievable ratings. That those days are over, and it's. I don't blame the uh, management entirely. But they got what they want. This is what they want. They want no fights, no trouble, no ratings. And they want—they no, don't want the Red Sox to ever be disappointed in them. They want the Red Sox to know that they're on their side. They're part of the team. And that's what they got now. And everybody's happy. And nobody goes home with that pit in their stomach because they're wondering if they're going to get it canceled or suspended. Of course, they're not going to get any rating bonuses either. But I guess... They've probably given up on that a long time well, ago. Well, it's also a but losing the, business
0: we, model. They can't, they're not going to survive. Like that eventually it's just going to go away. They're yes, going to have it, to. Well, I don't
1: know. I mean, why not? They don't pay anyone anything anymore. The I Red guess. Sox are not unhappy with them. You know, what's the worst. If you're at that radio station, perhaps the most alarming numbers are the ones at night. That is a contending baseball team headed to the playoffs playing every night. And I say this all the time when, Dino and I were together, we had better numbers than they had with Kirk, but it has nothing to do with us. I should say nothing little, the Red Sox carried the station. They used to get 20, 22, 25 shares. Now they're getting like twos and threes. They were talking about this on the radio the other day. I saw it on Twitter. I didn't listen, but I, I, I know it was one of the subjects of, and it's have people lost interest in the Red Sox. And they, they used as evidence, the attendance, which apparently is way down. I haven't checked the numbers, but they also know that the ratings are way, way down. The TV ratings, the radio ratings, the Red Sox are a dead product. And the station I used to work for, Kirk used to work for, is paying them 11 million bucks a year. They have to be losing their shirts on the broadcasts. And they can't, you know, admit it and go on the air. They have to continue to pretend that people care about the Red Sox. I was with a bunch of people yesterday, my wife's family. And one person, my wife's aunt, was really into the Red Sox and who's pitching. And everyone's looking at her, going, "Who cares?" You know? yeah. We were watching, we were watching football, and she's like, "You know what? What's the final?" And we're like, we're, "We're watching." You know, wasn't even Patriots were over. We were watching the the afternoon game, and that's all anyone cared about. The NFL, and and, and this is a just not a big deal. It annoys me though when I get accused of saying the NFL, someone, a couple of people on Twitter the other day were accusing me of saying the NFL, no one watches anymore because it's too woke or go, you know, get woke, go broke. And they they contend that I said that about the NFL, which is a flat out lie. I never said the NFL was hurting or people were bailing on the NFL. That is just wrong. I said it about the NBA. I said it about baseball and uh, other things. But the NFL, A, didn't get that woke. They put little slogans in the end zone on the back of their helmets. And B, is just too big a product to, to get affected uh, you know, dramatically by wokeness. I mean, they do have some woke people. out. That's where Kaepernick was. Uh, they did have some kneelers, but not kneel- they didn't do it co- the complete makeover like the NBA. The NBA no. you know, went wearing the shirts, the Black Lives Matter, painted on the floor, the whole league. Went woke and uh, it uh, showed in the ratings that two summers ago. The bubble season was a disaster. The numbers are still way, way down a fraction of what they were 20 years ago. The NFL is still going strong because they didn't sell out completely. I say this all the time. I, I haven't given up on football. I'm, I still watch every Patriots game. I'm still going to watch as many Brady games as I can. Yesterday, I thought was a uh, a fun football day, including the nightcap, the last game of the day. I can't. I I thought Kansas City was going to roll. Baltimore came back and beat it them did. by one point. It was a terrific game. Tom Brady only has nine touchdown passes in two weeks. <laughs> Tom Brady's Tampa Bay. This is the football portion of the program. Okay, wait.
0: Before you go there, though, I just wanted to. I wanted to put a cap on the Red Sox thing. Adam Jones at night, right, is beating the Red Sox broadcast number one. That's.
1: I mean, I can't tell you how stunning that is. Like crushing
0: him, not not even like by a little, like like multiples. And, 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 I mean, nine.
1: the highest numbers, like like uh, Touch and Rich, they get an eighteen, 18 something, yeah. right? Yeah. And 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 the Chris Curtis show gets like a three point six. They lose by fifteen. <laughs> yeah. Red Sox used to in their heyday, you know, when Dino and I were number one, or was number one, Dale and Eddie, the Red Sox would get a 25. Now they're getting a 2 or 3. That by any measure is a disaster. There's no one's going to want to advertise on that. No one's listening, no one's watching. It's it's just for John Henry and for all the you know ancillary uh, uh, People businesses, there it's just disastrous. There's no other word for it.
0: And you mentioned the uh, you mentioned the attendance too. Yeah, which I don't know the number. I do. But they, care, to hazard, care to hazard a guess on that?
1: Down, uh, I don't know, twenty seven percent. What's it?
0: It's at twenty thousand four hundred and fifty four per really? game. Yeah, that their high is somewhere around thirty seven thousand. So that's I mean, that's about half. That's about half that's, a, that's rough. Yeah. And we
1: we were at this uh, again, my wife's family's house. They put on the game. Just the, the Patriots came ends. We're ready to watch the four o'clock game. Uh, they flip on the Red Sox to see the, the ninth inning. And yeah. everybody, Red Sox are wearing those yellow uniforms with the yeah. blue, which are weird. Yeah. Everybody in the room was like, why are they wearing yellow? They don't, they've done that a bunch of times. And nobody knew what it was about. They're going, where the hell did the yellow uniforms come from? It as a product. It, it is remarkably just flat and dead and so little interest. They go into the playoffs and nobody cares, yeah. except, except Lou Maloney. But that's, you know, his job. I understand why Lou has to do it, but nobody else does. If you're on the radio right now and you're talking Red Sox, you are l- literally uh, uh, ignoring your Potential fans, your potential listeners. I mean, they're not listening. They're just turning the station when you start talking socks, because that product is so dead, and they're invested in it 100%. And they're getting beaten by a a talk show, a sports talk show on another station. People would rather listen to that than listen to the you know 112-year-old Joe Castiglione, uh, you know, babbling on, screaming about whatever the the pitching change in the seventh inning. It's just as a product, I can't imagine someone. I mean, you're not a kid, no, but someone in you know 40 or 35 or 30, putting that on their car radio or or putting that on their TV at home with all the other choices there are, that uh, again, our numbers, when when Minahan and I were together, our numbers are remarkable when you consider that anchor at night. The Red Sox were already dying at that point. Now they're completely dead. And they have no shot. They have no shot. The morning show, midday—obviously, they're not great shows. But even if they were, they would have no. They, they would be dragged down by the team that they're paying. To which they're paying eleven million bucks a year. Oh. It's just the worst oh. business decision by the worst <laughs> businessman in the world. But is that is that it for our Red Sox
0: talk? Yeah, I think I think that that'll, that'll probably do. You know,
1: yeah. I want that in the tease when you when you tweet this out or post this. Say. Good Red Sox talk. What's their chances in the one game playoff? And what's the situation with uh you know Chris Sale or uh, uh whatever the, the other pitcher? Who starts the one game playoff?
0: You know Evaldi, I think, right? Evaldi, yes, yeah. Boy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. Your oh top. yeah. I know it's on. Uh you want uh, to do DCU? Let me do
1: DCU, and then we're gonna we'll continue our sports talk. Right, We've already right, yeah. talked, you know, 5K road race, Red Sox. We'll get to the the football talk, the remarkable start to Tom Brady situation and uh, the disaster that is the New York Jets were also going to uh get back into the uh, drone strike which i believe we learned the truth about the drone strike was a friday afternoon Bye. news dump after we were done for the weekend and uh believe it or not the emmys were last night the emmys you're not going to believe a couple of uh winners uh at the uh, at the emmys and you're not going to believe what was missing from the emmys but uh, let me tell you about dcu first dcu Uh, our proud sponsor of this show. Um, Why do DCU members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better is with direct deposit to the free checking account, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Who doesn't love getting paid early? Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They will even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make this. Switch today at dcu.org slash free checking. Ensured my NCUA membership required. All right, um, Tom Brady's Tampa Bay Bucks. This is a remarkable stat. They've won 10 straight games and they've scored 30-plus points in all of them. They beat their rival Falcons 48-25 yesterday. Brady threw five touchdown passes. He now has nine in two weeks. He has nine, and as I tweeted Cam Newton had eight last year. (laughs) Tom Brady's replacement, former MVP Cam Newton had eight in 15 games. Tom Brady had nine in a little more than one and a half games. Uh, Another two to Gronk. He is rolling. They are the, you do your little uh, rankings, power rankings. They are number one. They got, uh, they they come to Foxborough in two weeks. Patriots have uh, the saints next week. Lost big yesterday, but uh, they get the Saints, and then they got the uh, Bucks. The Bucks will be big favorites at Foxborough. It's going to be wild. I look forward to that because I know a lot of people are going to be rooting for the Patriots and rooting for Brady. Uh, but it is, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but they let that guy who's right now the best player in the league, I know he's 44, the Patriots let him walk away. They just let him leave. <laughs> they got nothing for him. Well, when- they granted him free agency. Just because he'd been a good soldier and, and he they'd been great for twenty years. So they just said, Okay, let's let him be a free agent, and they did, and he left.
0: Well why would you ever they bet got on nothing. a you'd never bet on a forty two year old that's going you know, thinking that they're gonna have another five years. I mean, he's you know, he's been excellent, but well, you, you just I, think he's I gonna break down.
1: And, you're right. They they made that calculation. It's certainly understandable. It was wrong. It was wrong. I mean, I think Mac Jones is gonna be a terrific quarterback, but last year they brought in the, the you know, the the Cam Newton experience didn't work out. He was terrible. Um, Mac Jones will be good. He's got one touchdown pass,es one touchdown pass in two weeks, and but he's beaten. You know, he's the second best quarterback in the division now, behind Josh Allen, who's you know top two or three in the league right now. Josh Allen, they won huge yesterday, but uh, Cam, I mean, Mac Jones looks good. He's in a much better situation. I guess you should be thankful that Cam Newton won seven games instead of, you know, two games, because if they did, maybe they would have drafted Zach Wilson. I'm just going to say, I don't want want to overstate things. Zach Wilson, the rookie quarterback for the New York Jets, went to BYU, had the worst game I've ever seen an NFL quarterback have yesterday, and I'm not kidding. He had four picks, if you missed it, four picks. That's the same number of picks Mac Jones had Last season in Alabama, Mac Jones threw 402 passes, four picks, 41 touchdowns. Um, Zach Wilson threw four picks, one worse than the next.
0: Oh, the, 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 last next the last two, the he last two, the There was no pressure. He threw to he threw directly to McCourty. It was it. it there was they, no no receiver in the area. I no realized
1: that maybe he thought he was zigging when they got. But all four were terrible throws. Uh, What do I always say? You got to be an accurate thrower, a good decision maker, and you got to handle the pressure in the pocket. Those are the three most important things, which uh, Mac Jones has done for two weeks. Zach Wilson couldn't do any of those things. It is, And here's the biggest problem. They're going to lose, and he's in New York. And they have chewed up and spit out better men than he. Um, He's young. You know, he's coming from BYU. I don't think he's going to be able to handle the big city. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe how bad he looked. He Once he threw a couple picks or three, four, he got gun shy, and just started dumping it off, and his little check down throws, and they were bad. He was inaccurate throwing, you know, eight-yard outs. Everything was inaccurate. He was seeing ghosts. He was feeling pressure. He was making terrible decisions. He looked awful, awful, terrible. and they never showed his mother either. His mother's, like, really hot. You know, young blonde woman, and I thought we'd at least get to see his mother. But bad news for New York Jets, for the New York Jets. And I know it's early, but right now it looks like you don't have a quarterback again. And you know who's two and zero in Carolina? Sam Darnold, the last guy you used a top pick on. It just the Jets are a disaster. The Jets are a nightmare. I'm 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 glad I'm not a Jets fan. Jets fans just must be losing it because. I think you know, Trevor Lawrence will be great, Mac Jones, you know, uh, Trey Lance will probably be really good, but it doesn't look good for young uh, Zach Bulls. He doesn't have good receivers or good team around him, but there were just so many bad throws, so many inaccurate throws, so many bad decisions. I kept waiting for a backup, some backup, I think his name is Mike White, to come in just to take the just to
0: right. You don't want to kill get his this confidence. Track. Four picks is a lot. You don't kill his confidence.
1: <laughs> his confidence is so shot. He needs like shock therapy, man. He needs some major, major, uh, you know, uh, therapy from somebody somehow because he his confidence today just must be gone. But uh, and you know what? They're already owing to, The season will be over in like three more weeks. It'll be like so hopeless and so bleak. It'll be like. You know, the, I mean, they're not going to have ratings like the Red Sox, but the people will be bailing on the Jets big time as well they should. That is the 11th straight win for the Patriots over the Jets. 11. They used to be a great rivalry. Yeah. Uh, Rex Ryan went to the AFC title game twice, I believe, with that team. And now, and the numbers are overwhelming. The Patriots just dominate them in points and yards and turnovers. 11 straight. It's not supposed to work that way, but, uh, they, uh, they got nowhere to go. The kid's signed. He's guaranteed like 40 million bucks. Um, the they, Patriots are lucky that uh, they had the 15th pick and not the second pick because lots of people. I watched him play a couple games at BYU. He looked great. He looked great. Athletic. He just look, could sling it, but he looks scared now. It's, it's uncomfortable to watch. And, uh, you know, that's another – I mean, obviously, it was an automatic W yesterday. They got him again. That's another automatic W for the Patriots, at least for the next, you know, probably the next couple of years. So that's the good news. I like young, you know, I always want to see young quarterbacks look good. It's fun to see a young quarterback who's good and it clicks and it works. And it's, and it's just not, not happening for that kid. Unfortunately, not happening for
0: that. kid. No, they, uh, they, they they scored less points than uh, their head coach has kids. I mean, is it what's his name? Sally's got seven kids in uh, ten years. It's crazy.
1: He's, he's the first uh, Muslim American head coach. Did oh. you know that? Come no, on? I didn't know yes. that. No. Salah, first Muslim it Salah? American. It is means that, a lot.
0: Is that how you pronounce it? Salah. Salah, oh, Salah. Salah.
1: Salah. Yeah. I mean, he was a great coordinator, a great assistant. He looks good. He's you know in great shape. Got that good badass looking, you know, Vin Diesel looking uh, bald head. He looks like a tough guy, but. So far, he's been overwhelmed. I didn't know he had seven kids, but yeah. uh, I'm sure he's ignoring every one of them because he's already on the hot seat <laughs> two games in. But all right, that uh, wraps up our NFL portion of the program. I had a guy come up to me yesterday at the race saying, you got to talk more football. You've gotta, you got to talk more football. That's why listen, you don't you listen to football. fans, Jerry.
0: Don't listen to your fans.
1: We talk football. I talk football when I want, okay, on That's Monday. I'm I talk it's football your, it's when your show. I want. It's I your watch show. it. I like it. I talk it when I want. I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna say, oh, okay, let me write that down. What else do you want me to talk about? I do here's here's why I want to talk about the uh, the righteous drone strike. Yeah. You know, the Biden uh, regime ordered a drone strike. Can you get the exact date on that? August like 26 or something. It was for PR purposes, it was to save face we need a We need a name for this, things that would get Trump impeached again. The number of impeachable offenses from the Biden regime is in probably a couple of dozen at this point. We made a list the other day. We had ten or twelve. This could be top of the list. I mean, there's so many lying or asking the Afghan president Ghani to lie for him uh, opening the southern border and just you know letting you know. Haitians walk across the border, overwhelming the border patrol. That's impe- I mean, there's so many impeachable offenses at this point. It's hard to know where to start. But this is a simple one. We were reeling. We lost 13 uh, Marines and service people needlessly. Biden sacrificed them because he wanted a, a photo op on uh, September 11th. We've gone over this. The withdrawal disastrous. We gave them 85 billion dollars of advanced U.S. weaponry. We gave them. An air force. They never had one. They we gave them night goggles. We gave a bunch of terrorists eighty-five billion in weaponry. That could be the worst dereliction of duty for a president that I've ever seen, certainly in my lifetime. But again, he's the media's on his side. He's got Congress, he's got Senate, he's got the House, he's not gonna get impeached for anything. But we do have another impeachable offense, which they admitted on Friday. Friday afternoon, news dump. Um the, what General Mark Milley, that absolute disgrace, called a righteous strike, was actually a family, 10 people, including seven children. And this is why it's, this is one reason to me it's so devastating is we know the family now. We got, we read about them. I tweeted a picture of one of the young girls that he blew up. Biden took out a family of 10. He took out seven children. Who were delivering water to people. And you know what makes it a double, double whammy for What's impeachable that? offenses? They killed a bunch of kids and then they lied about it. They covered it up. They lied about it. They wanted you to think it was ISIS. And there's a remarkable thread from Glenn Greenwald. I know we talk about him a lot. He's a former lefty. He's now he's a, a very popular journalist on Substack. He's on Fox News a lot, but he's 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 honest. He used to be, you know, the a, a, a liberal and a, a, a real critic of the administration, he's now become the best kind of media critic. And there's a thread of how the media reacted when Biden took out this family of ten, and said it was ISIS, and said it was uh, you know a, a, a good a good strike, a righteous strike, according to Milly, and the media, at least the mainstream, New York Times, Washington Post, they cheerleaded this and then you know when they said you know what it was a mistake it was a bunch of kids they kind of said well it happens you know it happens they actually tweeted and that or said that it wasn't um a failure of intelligence and there will be no uh reprimanding no no punishment for anybody you kill a family of 10 you kill seven children just like whoops it happens and the family, the I don't know if it's the five the the father of some of the kids, is demanding to be resettled in the US. And I'm just gonna say it, sounds fair to me, and to be compensated financially. Sounds fair to me. Totally. They didn't wipe him out, but he's demanding, you know, justice. So he's still out there. And we have pictures of these children. We have photos of the children the Biden regime killed and then lied about it and then <laughs> attempted to cover it up. Just to save face, can you imagine for a moment, Carano, if that were Donald J. Trump, who was looking for a PR win and took out 10 civilians with a drone and then said, good strike, good good, good news, we, we took out a bunch of ISIS-K guys. They lied about it. And again, the media just cheerleaded or ignored it for the most part. That is the most impeachable of all the impeachable offenses, not just killing a bunch of kids, but then lying about it and pretending it's good news. And then, you know, The New York Times and Washington Post said, boy, our intelligence community is just amazing, isn't it?
0: So August 29th is the date uh, that you asked for when the strike happened. But how the media would have reacted to Trump is exactly how they should react that's how they should be reacting now. They should be all up in arms about killing innocent people in a drone strike to try to save face. I mean, that's that's the way they should. We
1: used to, they used to, you're right, the, the media used to be, pretty speak, so you pretty much guarantee. that they would condemn Yeah, uh, exactly, condemn. They would condemn, you know, innocent civilians being killed by U.S. drones. But Obama was the king of the drones. Obama took out more than a couple of wedding parties. Because that's what he did. Uh, he was Mr. Drone, not Trump. Trump wasn't, you know, Mr. Drone Strike. Uh, Obama was, and now Biden, who was there as a VP, is going back to their favorite weapon, the drone, and taking out uh, innocent civilians, and then lying about it, and then, you know, going on vacation. Uh, <laughs> that's it, it's. It, uh, I, I, there's nothing he does. Nothing he does where I don't think. Imagine. Imagine if it's Donald Trump, and I know Trump played a lot of golf, but the idea that Trump would, you know, abandon a whole country, open the border, kill a bunch of kids, and then say, see at the beach, without taking questions, I mean, Biden still hasn't taken a question. It's Monday. They admitted to this war crime on Friday, (laughs) and no, nothing, not only from nothing from him, nothing from uh, Jen Psaki, you know, nothing, (laughs) it's just, and. There's no outrage from the media. They don't say a word about it at the Emmys. I don't think.
0: If Trump did this,
1: half, half the speeches at the Emmys would be about how ashamed they are for their country. If trump had done this that is a fact
0: well the biden administration but- knows if they all they have to do is just keep quiet and, and it'll blow over in a couple of days any outrage that comes from the right will just blow over in a couple days it'll be on to something else another outrage probably and the mainstream media is not going to cover it so it's actually it's, a, it's an amazing strategy but the problem is this is going to swing back hard people are going to have enough and it's going to swing back hard you're going to you're going to start seeing um a more derision. I don't know what it's going to look like, but it, it can't keep going on like this forever.
1: It's, it's going to uh, look like uh, you know the Fox some a few voices on Fox News, talk radio, uh, Glenn Greenwald against the entire media establishment, big tech. They're I'm convinced they're going to circle the wagons around this incompetent, sad, empty husk of a man in the White House. No matter what, no matter what, because. He's not Trump. The thing and is, though, mainst-
0: mainstream media is not representing a, a the majority of Americans, though. So I, I don't know what it's gonna whether it, whether it won't happen on Twitter. Or it's gonna happen somewhere, but there there's gonna be there's going to be outrage that it will explode somehow. I don't know what it's gonna look like, though.
1: Um, not well, not with the uh, not with his friends at the New York Times and you know Washington Post and everything. I I'm I'm giving up hope. That they will. I mean, if you don't care about seven kids, uh, Carano, what what do you care about? If, I mean, you see the disaster at the border. They're all for that. They're ignoring that. That's if you want to see what's happening in Del Rio, Texas, you have to go to Fox News. No one else. They don't even cover it. They they literally ignore it. They had more media covering this pretend you know January sixth rally in, in Washington D.C. Yeah. It was a setup. Everyone on the right wing and the right knew it. Nobody showed up. There were more more journalists and, you know, cops, uh, uh, Capitol Hill police there than protesters. The protesters did not show up. There was no real protest. There's more media there for this non-event than there is in Del Rio, Texas, which is, by the way, I'm pretty sure part of this country, you don't have to go, you know, you're not going to Myanmar, Myanmar, whatever it's called. Myanmar. You're literally going down to your southern border. And you're seeing what's happening, and it's a massive story, a massive scandal, but their answer usually, often is just ignore it and hope it'll go away. That's what they do. Ignore it and hope it'll go away. Um, and, and you know, hope your guy, their guy, Joe Biden, survives. Hope he doesn't have to give a press conference and answer questions, which he won't. That's another thing wouldn't you at least expect a guy after he killed 10 kids to like come out and say, you know, we're sorry. <laughs> we didn't mean it. Not, not, not old Joe. He just goes to the beach and goes for a bike ride and takes a nap. And it's like, Oh, dokie, We're moving on here. It's, it's incredible. But, um, the, uh, 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 the, the, the I, uh, I already know. I already know. You already know how I feel about Mark Milley. He's the worst. He's despicable. He should have been fired a uh, hundred times over. Mark Milley literally uh, went behind the president's back. Talked to his counterpart in China. We know that. Mark Milley went behind the president's back. Went to Nancy Pelosi. Mark Milley raved, uh, talked about white rage, and you know he wants to purge the military of any Trump voters. He's a disgrace to this country. You tell me again how you do and say what he did essentially he he nuked those kids right he blew up seven kids killed seven kids and then he went before the cameras and i am 100 percent convinced that he knew he knew exactly what he did he knew exactly who he killed in 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 no time he knew exactly what it was it wasn't two isis fight isis k fighters They knew. You see the video of the guy putting the water in the trunk. You see the pictures of the kids. Mark Milley knew in short order they screwed up. What did he do? Went before the media because he can't help himself and said, yeah, it was good. It was a righteous strike. Just listen to this guy, the arrogance that just oozes from this this dirtbag. And tell me you want him to be the highest-ranking member of your military. Tell me what it takes for him to get knocked down a peg. Forget fired, forget suspended. Just take a stripe and and demote him. What does it take? He oversaw the worst disaster in U.S. foreign policy ever, and then to make up for it, you know, to take people off the scent, to you know, make to try to get a win. He blew up ten civilians, and then lied about it. That's not fireable. That's not suspendable. What in the hell is? I mean, as I pointed out, the Navy uh, Annapolis football team. You know, fired their assistant coach because they lost two games. That's what happens at a military academy when you lose two games. When you lose a war, when you lose, you know, 13 heroic war fighters, when you lose 10 civilians, including seven kids, nothing happens. How is that possible? I'd love to know. But can we hear from this dirtbag, the pride of Belmont Hill, after uh, you know, after he killed 10 civilians?
2: Uh, we had very good intelligence. Uh, that ISIS-K was preparing uh, a specific type vehicle uh, at a specific type location. Uh, We monitored that through various means, um, and um, all of the engagement criteria were being met. We went through the same level of rigor that we've done for years, uh, and we took a strike. Uh, So that we did. Secondly, um, is we know that there were secondary explosions. Uh, Because there were secondary explosions, there's a reasonable a conclusion to be made that there was explosives in that vehicle. The third thing is we know from a variety of other means that at least one of those people that were killed was an ISIS facilitator. Uh, so were there others killed? Yes, there are others killed. Who they are, we don't know. Uh, we'll try to sort through all that. Uh, but we believe that the procedures at this point, I don't want to influence the outcome of an investigation, um, but at this point we think that the procedures were correctly followed
1: and it was a righteous strike. Okay. A righteous strike, a, not, not a good strike or an accurate strike, a righteous strike. So it was righteous. Uh, well, I don't know why that annoys me, but do you know how many lies that that dirtbag just jammed into that? How long was that answer? One minute? Yeah, two right. A minute. Right a minute. Yeah. minute. You know how many lies he jammed into that? that I didn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Get the little ding, ding, ding thing going yeah. because, you know, they knew, he knew at that point there were civilians. They weren't ISIS. There were no explosives. There was water. He knew they killed kids. And I guess he admitted it was where other people killed. Yeah, but it was a righteous strike. What?
0: Yeah, he's making uh, he's trade. So even if he said, so if two of them, or if one of them was, uh, was an ISIS-K facilitator and the rest kids, is that okay? I mean, to me, I thought American ideals were such that if one, you would rather trade, you know, 10 guilty people alive than kill one right. innocent person. I thought that was an American ideal. sounds like sounds like it's actually no as long as we get one bad guy we don't care if we kill seven innocents sounds like he's cool with that that's righteous
1: and and (laughs) not only is he cool with it he's cool with lying about it i guess he you know he's like as i always point out you know good old democrats like uh like biden are so used to being protected that they lie so cavalierly like short they look across the media gather media and they say they're on our side And it's a remarkable thing in my lifetime and and yours that the media has used to be, you know, the watchdogs, the critics of the military industrial complex, you know, things like this would set them off and there'd be an investigation. Um, Things like this now compel them to circle the wagons and say, how do we protect not just the president or vice president or leaders in Congress, but the intelligence community, the military, the military. It is amazing how the the powers, the, the powerful people, the levers of power have aligned. Now they have now they have obviously the House, the Senate, the White House, academia, big tech, big media, and the military and the intelligence communities all on the same side. As uh, Glenn Greenwell points out, he called this uh the most embarrassing uh thing a, a media person has ever tweeted. This is Charlie Charlie Savage. He's from the New York Times. Yeah. So they blow up the family on August 29th. They blow up seven kids and he tweets out, the U.S. clearly has a remarkable intelligence line of sight into ISIS-K right now. That was reaction to this drone strike that U.S. officials said killed. These are like
0: like jock snippers. These are like jock sniffing um, media folks. It's the same thing in sports where they they lionize and heroize their sports figures. That's what this guy's doing with their politicians. A remarkable
1: line of intelligence because they told them,
0: yeah, it was a couple of ISIS guys and they
1: said, okay, we're, we're, we're with you. And then two weeks later on a slow uh, Friday, we're at not everyone's paying attention. Um, they say, oh, it wasn't actually ISIS fighters. It was a family and, uh, you know, we killed them all bunch of kids and we actually get people pictures of these kids. It's devastating. I'm now convinced that, that Millie can do anything he wants. He can come out, you know, well, mess, get well, press conference naked. He could it, come out, you know, with his you know, gun instead start shooting people. And somehow they will rationalize it. They will justify it. And they will say, you know, he might be a lying, this corrupt general, but he's our lying, corrupt general. It, it There's used, nothing Millie can do to it, lose his job. It,
0: it used to be that the American people thought politicians were like the lowest form of people right. ever right now it's kind of maybe it's lawyers now but that's what we used to think and rightfully so we should we should view them that way cuz they're they're actors they're they're not they're just they don't have any special skills except for oratory and and, uh, and and acting but the biggest con is that they've somehow convinced the american people that they can live by different rules than the rest of us can so it's okay for them to not you know wear masks as we saw which that's a smaller thing but still a thing or but, or it's okay for them to kill a bunch of people, kill a bunch of innocent people. <laughs> no, and and, and like if if I went and nuked seven children right now, I would be put to death. but but Millie and the president, they, that, that's okay. As well, because they because they 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 act on TV and they got elected in some sort of popular vote that's bullshit
1: my well, my, that's my reaction now too, is I see something like this, like on Friday, this news dump, and I say, what will the media do to protect the powerful you know to protect the powerful that's what satan did in angel heart that's what the media does now they protect the powerful obviously millie is just corrupt he's just so sleazy and he's the worst if you could feel it and they say this is a general who just killed a bunch of kids i'm a woke super woke reporter from the washington post the new york times or nbc abc My instinct, if I'm Charles Savage in the New York Times, is how do I protect my friend, the general, who just killed seven kids? Think about how backwards and upside down that is. That used to be at least, even if they were liberal, reporters would at least have some sense of, you know, good and bad, good and evil. And and in this case, it's like, you know, he's our guy. He's not Trump. So we must, we must, we must protect him. It's, It's just so bizarre and so wrong um and but that's what they'll do i thought there was no way initially that, that milley could survive um the the revelations that he went behind trump's back committed treason uh, uh told the chinese guy he would tip him off and by the way Millie admitted he did as much denied nothing just said it's part of the job to tip off your enemy and say before we attack i'll let you know he said that's part of the job to go behind trump's back go to pelosi and say we won't let him, you know, uh, shoot off the nukes or whatever. Um, Said so it's part of his job. Part of his job, which is so friggin' bizarre. Um, uh, but well, I don't know what he can do. I don't know if he'll ever do something so bad that he'll have to, that he will lose his job. Let's. Uh, I want to get to this um, this announcement they made. Where's the announcement uh, that they that they? It was so weird. That they were go- that they made an announcement and said it was that it wasn't an intelligence failure. A failure. It wasn't a. Uh, essentially, it wasn't a problem. And uh, I'm I'm trying to get the official announcement on Friday, where they say the, it wasn't intelligence failure. It wasn't a problem. You know, there'll be no <laughs> there'll be no further. Uh, here it is. Um, <clears throat> the, well, the initial amount, announcement is. The drone strike that killed, uh, that the U.S. military said targeted terrorists in Kabul mistakenly killed 10 civilians, including seven children, the um, the Pentagon announced. Then you have, uh, I want to get the actual announcement. Here it is. Here it is. This is from General McKenzie. This is remarkable. September 17th, in the afternoon, news dump, General McKenzie, head of U.S. Central Command announces that no ISIS-K fighters killed in the U.S. drone strike in Kabul on August 29th. Ten civilians killed, including seven children, in a Toyota. No disciplinary action expected. Officials say U.S. military stands by intel leading to strike.
0: But... but What? But so then they killed the people they wanted to kill?
1: That is so bizarre. That's how arrogant these people are, that they say... They make the announcement, and I I assume the investigation's not entirely over, and they say no disciplinary action expected, and the U.S. military stands by intel leading to strike. Well, whoever gave you that intel, and the rumor is it's the Taliban setting you up, but whoever gave you that intel, I hate to break it to you. Was wrong.
0: Well, clearly they're no longer and, a results-based organization. The U.S. military. I mean, they keep losing wars. So and, yeah.
1: and the It was wrong. Whoever gave it to you was wrong. I mean, you don't have to, you know, execute them, but you have to reprimand. You have to say you were wrong. You got kids killed. Somebody has to be responsible. It's so remarkable. It's so corrupt. Again, this would be the biggest story in the universe if it were Donald J. Trump. But Biden just goes off for a bike ride. And we move on. We move on to, uh, to the Emmys. When, and that's what we're going to do here, Corona. Let me talk about Shea. And then we're going to get to a couple quickies. The Emmys and the mask madness reaches a new level, which is all connected. But first, Shay, This is uh, for you homeowners, and home builders out there. Did you know that Shay Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you did. I've been telling you about this. This is the best thing. I think it might be the best thing they do is there precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase in an old home, Shea has great values with designs for any home. Available in concrete, or you can customize the steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front, front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. Just like that, you call Shea, they come over, they take the old steps away, which, by the way, they're really heavy. That is a pain in the ass. They take the old steps away. They put the new steps. You can sit in the window with the AC cranking and watch it all happen. And when they're done, your house looks better and it's worth more. This isn't an expense. This is an investment in your home. Check it out. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. And by the way, you can also look for a job there. You can go to Shea Concrete or get on SheaConcrete.com. They're always hiring. It's a great company, a great place to work. Maybe it's time for you to upgrade your profession and go work for Shea. check that out as well at shayconcrete.com. and i'm going to give you a quick factoid and and you'll like this you know you'll like this as a is it is that like devoted. a
0: special kind of fact or is that like a little fact what's a fact it's just a
1: fascinating fact okay all right. uh, i'm not sure how relevant it is but right. as we tell you all the time as you know we've gone over a million times the people telling you to be a be frightened of corona of covid don't care about covid the people telling you mask up, you must mask up. Don't mask up. It's all theater. It's all control. I saw this this morning. This is um, just a fun little factoid. You want to know? here some of the employers who are not requiring their employees to get vaccinated. Sure. Just a few. Okay. We know that the the president is demanding employers force their employees to get vaccinated, or they'll be fired. By the way, this applies to the uh, border patrol. The border patrolmen, the people trying to uh, uh, restore order at the border, which is chaos by design by Biden, they have to be vaccinated or they get fired. Once they're vaccinated, they go, their job is to somehow control uh, about 15,000 illegal immigrants invading the border, none of whom is vaccinated. The vaccine, vaccine rate in Haiti is below 1%. Nobody's vaccinated. Sure, that makes sense. There are like twelve or 13,000 Haitians at the border. None of them are vaccinated. The Biden administration wants to let them all in, and the people trying to control them, stop them, have to be vaccinated or they'll be fired. Just more hypocrisy. But these are the following employers, Carano, who uh, do not require their employees to be vaccinated. Are you ready? I'm ready. The White House, Congress, CDC, <laughs> FDA, World Health Organization, Moderna, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson. None of those very large, powerful employers are mandating the vaccine for their employers. What does that tell you?
0: Do as I say.
1: That tells uh, you they really don't mean it. They really don't think it's uh, required. It's all about control. But here's what I admit every day that I could not handle. I would lose it. You'd be dealing with an insane person. I'd be, you know, you know right there with my former partner and, and friend, Kirky, I'd be I'm losing it completely, having a meltdown. There's a video, and I tweeted it out a couple times because it's so disturbing, of a kid in daycare. He's three, I think, or four, and the, and the daycare worker just keeps putting the mask on, and he just keeps taking it off, and he's so uncomfortable. He's a little kid. He doesn't have COVID. Even if he did, it wouldn't matter. Send him home. Whatever. It's forcing children to wear masks because that somehow makes paranoid, selfish adults feel better. It's just the most immoral, unethical thing in the country right now. Insecure, paranoid adults, ill-informed adults forcing children to wear masks. By the way, these same adults probably sat down, watched the Emmys last night and had a grand old time as all these Hollywood pinheads partied and hugged and kissed and breathed all over each other. Not a mask in sight. And same thing at the Met Gala last week, but they forced his child and they just keep like choking them, putting it on, takes it off, putting it on, takes it off. And the people supporting that are the people, you know, who were at the Met Gala, you know, AOC and her crowd and the people at the Emmys last night, all those frauds, support mask mandates, support children in school wearing masks, and they don't wear them. And they don't even care that the world could see them not wearing them. The hypocrisy is just so rich and it doesn't seem to matter. They'll come up with another one today, like you know, another one today. They'll make uh, whatever restaurants check your vaccine ID card. I went to a concert Saturday night. Oh right. And the line was long because they had to check everyone's vaccine card. And it was funny. Here's how it worked. It was uh, Jason Isbull at the WAG
0: Theater. Who is that? Is he, and, a, I, is he a country star? What's he do?
1: You, you don't know anything, do you? you don't no, I know. I know, Jason I know
0: good but, music. Is that a? Is he a country star? Yeah. How, no, he's not. But I and mean,
1: I'm really disappointed in your musical knowledge. barely disappointed. <laughs> right. but, you know, you'll hang out with me a little more and you'll learn. But uh, he's great. You'd like him. He's a musician's musician. He's a great guitar player. Uh, anyway, uh, he's won a bunch of Grammys. He's, he's, a, he's a big, big star. It was big. It was a big crowd, sold out crowd. You had to wear a mask to get in, right? And we're all—it's tight. The Wang Theater's tight. And every, and but you got to selling beer and wine and everything. So everyone's got their mask on. They're looking around how you know it works and looking around. And then the concert starts and the couple songs in and soon you look around and nobody's got their mask on. Nah. Lights, go, lights go down. Everyone just pulls them down or takes them off. And it was just like, how about yesterday? Did you see the people running in masks? There was a oh, bunch.
0: This is crazy. People are dumb.
1: <laughs> they're running 5K or walking. And they're out in this beautiful sunny day. and We're all socially distanced or whatever. And they're wearing a mask. It's amazing. What people will do per order of the government, the government, which has been proven time and time again to be wrong, to be corrupt even, and they'll do whatever they're told. That is always disappointing, and it's worse, obviously, where we live, but uh, um, it's it, it funny. Everyone, I don't know how many people it holds, uh, five, eight 8,000, everyone masked up looking around just saying, what time can I take? At what point can I take the stupid thing off? The show, you know, the theater part is over, and the band don't, they don't have masks on. No, of not. course not. They don't, no, nobody actually believes It's just for show, just like last night. Here's I didn't watch a minute of the Emmys, but I was following it on Twitter. Here's how you know it's a joke. John Oliver, who sucks, won for the sixth straight year, I heard, one whatever. But Saturday Night Live won for best whatever sketch comedy. Sure. Who how do they pick an Emmy? Who is there a same like the Oscars? Is there like a group I, of people?
0: I don't I don't know who who votes on the Emmys. I can take a look, but uh, I i do not care. I mean the Emmys to me are just they're just a worthless. All these award shows are worthless. Just, but, but I mean, you can't. And I assume
1: I don't really watch Ted Lasso, but people tell no, me it's, it's good. No, and funny. it's not good.
0: No, it's it's. Shit. I, I'll, I'll
1: check. It. I'll do a review one okay. of these days. Well,
0: all right. The first few episodes are good, and that's what that's what makes it so bad. Is because after you get three or four episodes in, that it just jumps right off a ledge. It's the worst. So, so well, the people first were surprised
1: because okay. you know this. I thought everyone would be woke. It would either be you know a black a woman, a gay guy, transgender. That's generally who wins the awards now. Uh, and Ted Lasso, Jason Sudeikis is uh, none of those things, I don't think. Although he's pretty woke, he's a big pro-abortion guy. But that won a bunch of awards. But under what under what criteria could SNL ever win an award for anything? Everyone agrees, it's just not funny, well, right? Who now. else is I mean, doing
0: Who else is doing sketch comedy though? I mean, it's not like yeah, that's right. Of...
1: Who's the competition? This, there's no more, you know, there's, there's no more color, living color or anything. Mad TV. There's...
0: I mean, uh, who's Bad. who's left?
1: That's a good question. who are the other who are the other nominee do they do they list nominees like they do with the Oscars? Well,
0: they might. I'd have to go look for them I
1: but i I kind of missed it, but uh, uh, I, I just I'm glad I did if they, if SNL's winning awards they you know that they've uh, they've missed the mark on the Emmys and you here's one thing you can be sure of, Karana. today at some point one of those TV critic guys will tweet out the ratings and they'll be all-time low. you know they'll be oh, whatever man. record low Emmys and they'll compare them to twenty years ago when Forty million people watched. I'm going to guess last night the Emmys was watched by you know seven million people. Six million. It,
0: oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Wait, wait. Twenty twenty was six million. Um, I don't know the I don't know today's yet.
1: Guarantee it's a tiny fraction of what it used to be. That's the way it works now, and I think it it's worse when people look at that. And again, I they say this about Turtle Boy Shattuck, and they have to get up extra early because they got to wrap their children in face masks to get on the bus. And they have to watch all these lying hypocrites, all these AOCs and all these actors and actresses just out and about, hugging and kissing, no mask, not even a thought to social distancing. It ain't about health. It's certainly the, the people making you do these things. They don't do them. They don't care about the virus. Just you, just for you. The virus is just for working people. That's all. Like us. Like us. Yeah. Just for hardworking people like us. But, uh, all right, let's, uh, wrap this up carano thank you to uh to everyone for listening for watching for for uh for commenting thanks for showing up yesterday to the live show um we had some sound but we never got to it correct we did not know that's your fault
0: but it's not i mean you're the it's you it's the jerry callahan show you're driving the ship
1: yeah but you know what you got there I do, um yeah. Uh, Whatever you know, I'm sure if you if you if you want to hear it all, you can uh, check out Kirk's show. Yeah, it's on the KMS. Uh, Kirk at this point, he's gonna we left a few uh, open-ended questions, and he said we're gonna answer those when he comes on this show, uh, sometime soon. You know, real it was you know very personal stuff, but you know it's all it's all out in the open there. That's that's the way we do it. So we'll uh, we'll get him on here, and uh, we'll have a little uh, we'll have a little AMA with Kirky.
0: Yeah, yeah, AMA. The, 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 there you go there you go
1: am ask me or or answer the question jerk which was what we used to do on the radio when we uh made fun of uh, mike salk but uh all right carano anything else nope that'll do That'll do a good job and you know you ran you didn't stop you didn't walk you didn't puke you finished that's the don't last time
0: that is the last time you beat me in a race jerry Callahan. the last I don't time. Know, that
1: was, that's quite a uh an edge i had it was seven minutes wow you should be embarrassed <laughs> it was it was so
0: bad. i am embarrassed seven <laughs>
1: minutes to an old man <laughs> and a, and his son who was uh no acl out. yeah we <laughs> for no no acl but uh i got crushed I, I think there were a lot of, you know, I think we had a good time. Everyone, you know, when you're done, you just got all that adrenaline, all that energy.
0: Yeah.
1: That's what makes it so fun. You finish, you're not sure you're going to finish. You finish, catch your breath, have a water, and everyone just kind of bonds. That's probably the problem with the show. You know, the reason Kirk's disappointed. We didn't have any good fights. We were. Everyone was getting along. That won't last. That won't last. But anyway, we will leave it there for today. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show with Matt Carano and we will talk to you again tomorrow.